You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Every parent that has a child in elementary or junior high or high school, one of the great gifts you can give your kids before they leave your home is the gift of them catching you reading the Bible. I, I, I stood by the bed of my dad a year ago when he died. I have just only pleasant memories. That dear old man, I can remember getting up every day uh, he'd be up early in the morning and sometimes he'd fall asleep in his chair and his Bible was always on his lap. He had been reading his Bible. The precious joy three years ago watching my mother pass away and think about the fact she loved the Bible. You, you need to give that gift to your kids more than a cell phone. A gift of watching you take the Word of God and loving the Word of God. Father, tonight may we begin a series over the next many weeks that it causes us to have a desire for this precious old book, a love letter from God to mankind. Help me now, God, as I try to explain what the Bible means to me and what it could mean to all of us. And Lord, forgive me as I've been so casual with the Bible in my life at times. And I pray that tonight we would leave here with the determination to get in this book every day. In Jesus' name, amen. I need to tell you a story, and I'm not normally a lot of start with stories, but the story will show you where we're going with our Bible study tonight, and we'll get into this psalm in a moment. I was a, a dorm supervisor in 1970, and a, a, a preacher called and said, would you please, somebody in the church, pray for my wife. She's 45. We have eight kids. I'm pastoring here in Illinois. And the pastor's wife is dying with cancer. Well, we had requests like that, but for some reason, I never knew the pastor. I just got overwhelmed with that request. I'd gather my men. We had a house, two-story house. I'd gather them together at night. I said, fellas, there is this preacher. I don't know him, but his wife's dying, 45. October the 4th, 1970, she died. I'll never forget it. Had she lived, she would have been my mother-in-law. And I guess you could say she is from the other side all these years now. Just in a few days, she will be gone 48 years. It's hard to believe. I began to pray for that lady and that family. I thought it was eight kids. In February of 1971, as I told you, I came to the point where I was going to quit college. Now, I'd already been praying. I'd prayed my freshman year, my sophomore year. I'd be praying every day. I had a prayer journal, and I had a Bible time, and I was trying to do right. I was getting good grades. I was a goof-off in high school, but I was a good student in college. And I, 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 was, I, was, I was trying to be spiritual. I just got tired of it. I got tired of school. That point right in the middle, you know, right when you're finishing up and it's two years in, 
And in February 1971, that's the day I said I was gone and that done. And that's the day that God gave me from this Bible right here, Jeremiah 12, 5. And I want you to hold that date, February 1971. I have the letter in my office, March the next month, 30 days later, March 1971. Melvin Swanson wrote me from the Berean Baptist Church in Rockford, Illinois, your church, Brother Kratzer, Rachel. He said, Jack, I got your name from Dr. Scoville. We'd like you to come and candidate to be the music director of our church and the janitor while you're in Bible college. I went down there and I walked in the back door on a Saturday morning and the first man I met was a man by the name of Dwayne Swanson. Dwayne had just gotten married. Uh, Dwayne later, 23 years later, had a daughter that was killed in a car accident, my niece. I about quit in February and in March, God opened up the door to be the music director and the janitor and the bus director of the church I'd been praying for. Isn't it amazing? Had I given up one month earlier? I wonder if I would have ever made it back from Vietnam. And my heart goes out to those many that did not make it back, those families. God had a plan for my life. I'm so thankful I listened to the Bible. I began to love that pastor. I'd hear that 45-year-old man preach. He pastored the same church 57 years. I heard him preach, and it was still fresh. His wife died in October. Now this is March, and he'd preach. And oh, he was just a backward guy, a backward farmer, but he became a great preacher in the pulpit. He'd preach hard and an intelligent man. And he'd start preaching about heaven. He must have been thinking about his wife and about Jesus and he began to weep and preach and preach. I knew his heart was broken. I'd sing songs about heaven and, and he would always be very tender to those things. He had a daughter that came home from Bible college to help raise the little kids. He had a five-year-old, a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old, 12-year-old, I think 13-year-old. That girl came home from college. Her name was Cindy Swanson. I walked in that church of March of 71 and she did not spin my head at all. She was beautiful and she was talented and I admired her for coming home from college. I had no desire to date her. She's now my wife, by the way. <laughs> had no desire to date her. No way, no, no. And her dad said, now, you work with Jack on Sunday morning, Saturday morning with the children's choir. And she goes, Dad, I don't want to do that. She goes, well, you do it anyway, honey. And he said, I need you to work with the youth choir on, uh, on Sunday nights before church. And I need you to work with, with Jack on the, on the, on the uh, church choir on Wednesday nights. I, I look at her, I think, boy, I wish I could straighten this girl out. She undoubtedly was looking at me like, oh, if he would just ask me out on a date, if I could date a hunk like that. She had the same, I, I didn't have disdain. I think she had disdain for me. She had no desire. I didn't spin her head at all. I mean, here I was, big old thick crock of hair. Oh, 
those were the days. And some of our college students and our high school students, she, she had to write a joke. She thought it was a joke letter. So I was sitting right there, the college age class, right to the Bible college. I was a Bible college student. She wrote a letter, and it came to my mailbox at college, box 24, on Wednesday. I'd go down there on Wednesday. And she talked about how her little seven-year-old brother got married. and all. She said it was a joke. I didn't take that as a joke. That's real stuff. She still has the letter. And she said, I'd like to spend some time with you. Woo! All of a sudden, man, my wife, I looked at her. And did, she is beautiful. She is gorgeous. I said, Cindy, I'd like to talk to you after church tonight. I was working for the church making $25 a week. And I said, I'd like to take you to the bank, First National Bank. I've got to talk to you about some things. We went to the bank. I, forgive me, I had a Ford. 1965 Ford, straight cylinder six. I had that Ford, and I had a big old long bench seat. I'm over here hugging, hugging the door as far away as I could get. She's hugging her door. She said, okay, what did I do wrong? I'm getting to the Bible study. This is all background. It will fit together. What did I do wrong? I said, I didn't, you didn't do anything wrong. You wrote me that letter. I just kind of want to spend some time with you. She said, oh, Really? I turned the car around the corner, man, she started sliding on over, <laughs> crowding me out. We could have got demerits for that, and you will get demerits for that. <laughs> but they didn't find out, never mind, we won't go there. You know, from that Wednesday night in February, excuse me, in, in, in March, by December, we were married. That's pretty fast engagement. You know what happened in my heart? I fell in love with her. And she fell in love with me. You're never going to learn the Bible until you learn to fall in love with it. And I want to show you how in our relationship that which for a year, I, I didn't see anything. I didn't want to date her. She didn't want to date me. But something happened to the point that I would come as early as I could on Friday afternoon. I'd be there by 1 o'clock. I'd drive those 90-some miles from Wisconsin to Illinois. And I'd get there just so I could start cleaning the church and gassing the buses and be done so on Friday night I could date and I'd work those buses on Saturday and work the buildings on Saturday and we'll get my classes ready and then, and then I'd get ready for Saturday night to date and then Sunday and I was supposed to be back on the campus and man, I'd stay till 10 o'clock and 10.30 and 11 o'clock. Pastor was there, 12 o'clock, 12.30, one, and then drive for two hours back to get to, I wanted to be with her. Something happened. I fell in love with her. And I want to show you tonight from the Word of God how things can change in a heartbeat. But it's going to take this word love. Notice in chapter 119. And if you mark it in verse number 97, let's read it. Our text for tonight, 119. 119, 97. Are you ready? Begin. 
Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation. 113, please. Ready? Begin. I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. 119, 119. Are you ready? Begin. I love thy test. 127. Ready? Begin. Therefore, I love thy commandments. How about, how about one, did I say 160, uh, where are we at here? 159, let's go to 159, 159. Ready, begin. One sixty-three, please. Ready, begin. One sixty-five, please. Ready, begin. I wonder if you could read one sixty-seven. Ready, begin. I wonder if you could take your psalm book, turn to page three hundred eighty. I'll get you the outline how that I fell in love with the Bible as I fell in love with that girl. I, I, I love the old Bible. What? Oh, 380. You have it there? 380. I love this song. What hope for the traveler when strength's almost gone? Sing it. That makes him determined to keep pressing on. What sweet consolation from heaven's white throne wonderful book divine I love the old Bible the yep there it is light on my pathway to shine well it keeps Shark, can you trust as a guide for your soul when tempest was with Cindy, Cynthia, Ann, Swanson, now Treber. I fell in love with her. And I fell in love with this Bible. And I, I can tell you, I can tell you 46 years of marriage in December. I can tell you about 53 years of every day studying this Bible now. I love it. Now how did that happen? Well, I want you to see something about love. Love in a relationship and love with the Bible is always developed. It is developed. You know, 
as we think how love is developed, watch how you develop spiritually and socially and academically, you college students this year, you high school students. Just watch. It, it is a development. We will have K4 and K5. They're going to put little letters together, short A, and they're going to learn phonics and how to put words together, a, a, apple. And they're going to learn how to say, the, 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 and they're going to learn the little parts of speech, and they're going to learn to put little, little sounds together. And then they're going to start reading this year. There's going to be a development in their life. They're going to learn they just don't stand up and walk around the class. They have to get permission. And the teacher must say, not now, please. You know, they're going to learn to have to get along on the playground. And, and they're going to have to learn to have some squirmishes and develop socially and physically and spiritually and mentally. And the Bible, if it's going to become something special to you, it is developed in your heart as all of a sudden this relationship with, I, I just couldn't get enough of being around her. It was developed. It was growing. But grow in grace, 2 Peter 3.18. There must be a growth. There must be a development. Are you growing in the Word of God? How do you, you have to spend time in the Bible. I was texting, my, my daughter was texting me, Tiffany, her husband pastors in Southern California, and she was texting me today on the opening day of school there for those five grandkids. And I was, I'm just, I love her so much. I can't believe how old she is now and five kids and oh godly girl. And uh, just so very proud of her and Tim who's pastoring and Tabitha, who's a principal's wife, and just proud of our kids. And they're all texting and going back and forth. And, and I thought about Tiffany. All three of our kids were born right around the corner in our little house. We lived in their bedrooms. 1979, the first one came. And then they all came one by one. And you know, Tiffany, we didn't know. We didn't have ultrasounds or anything. We just, we didn't know what we were going to have till the night we had the baby or the morning. And I'll never forget that night, November the 23rd, 1979. And, and my wife was at the house and the midwives came and she gave birth at 4.30 in the morning. I was holding Tiffany, that eight pound, four ounce little girl. I was holding her in the living room. I'll never forget it, my, the baby came and my wife says, well, what is it? And I said, you got a girl. You know, we didn't start loving her. We started nine months before. I, I'm not trying to be inappropriate, but I remember one night my wife says, put your hand right here. And I put my hand right there, and at the exact moment I put my hand, Tiffany kicked my hand right in the palm. And, and her mom says, she's moving right now. I began to talk to her. I didn't know if it was a girl or a boy. I said, baby, I sure love you. I love, I can't wait to see you. Mama's doing it. I, I talked to her all oh, the day, the morning. She was born at 4.30 in the morning. I held her after they cleaned her up, and I was on the couch. I said, Tiffany, I love you so much. I want to tell you something about you, though. You're a sinner. And I gave her the plan of salvation, the Romans road, immediately. First thing she heard was how to be saved. You know what happened? That love, that love began to develop over nine months. 
And then she went to school and it was just growing and growing and now they're away from us. And I'm 39 years old, I love that girl. I just love her, how it's been developed. I, I, I never, I didn't love the Bible like I should have. You know, with this Bible right here, I, in fourth grade, fifth grade, I didn't read it very much. I didn't even understand it. Immutable, what does that mean? I didn't know that. Maybe a Greek professor could tell me afterwards what that word, I know what it means now, but, but I didn't know it back here. I remember memorizing Psalm 100 out of this book. And I remember, remember because we had a, a contest in the junior church, I remember memorizing Psalm 23 and John 14, one through six, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. I remember that out of this book, but I didn't get anything from this book. I can't tell you. And then if I had my high school Bible here, so brought it. I don't remember much out of high school, getting much out of the Bible. I tried. You know what was happening? It was developing. It was just developing. But man, I couldn't, I couldn't wait. Yesterday we got this, but I couldn't wait to get into it. I just could not wait to get into it. My Bible, I have every, in this Bible, all these, uh, this, I have it every time the word heart shows because everything you're supposed to do is with your heart. I shall love the Lord with all the heart, soul, all the heart. I've circled every heart in the Bible, over eight, about 800 of them. I've circled, underlined, double underlined, triple underlined, the word great. Every time, I, uh, that last chapter in the book of Revelation, last two, great this, great that, great this. Yeah, I think everything should be great. All through the Bible, I underline it. I've underlined all these words here. I'm marking things right now. Oh, I tell you what, I could hardly put it down. I got it out and took it home last night. I just been marking my Bible and reading my Bible and studying my Bible, loving my Bible. I love, I couldn't put it down tonight because it's not as heavy as the old one. I had it over here. I just kept holding it. I said, they must think I'm nuts. I never hold my Bible over there. I love the old Bible. I tell you how it happened. It happened as a high school kid just kept reading it and reading it and not understanding it. I didn't understand Cindy. I thought she was worldly. She thought I was too spiritual. I'm not gonna date a nutcase case like him. She said, I remember you'd walk down the, 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 uh, down the aisle of the church. You had your Bible like this. She said, I, he thinks he's something. Well, now she knows I am. <laughs> I look over her at her and think, you know, I think she's kind of worldly. I had no desire for her. But when that letter came, whoo, I could have a chance of dating a girl like that when she reaches down for me, yes. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it didn't take long. I got my 65 Ford that night. About 11 o'clock at night, it was an ice storm. I headed out Riverside to Owen Center. I'm driving down Owen Center. Woo! Glory to God. I turn on sometimes WMBI, Old Moody Bible Institute Radio, and, uh, and they'd be singing a song, and I'd, I'd act like I was running the service. I was having a good time out on the country road. I was driving too fast, too fast, too fast, too fast on the ice. I passed the guy, got up on the guy, and the guy was so honking the horn, flashing the lights. I knew what I was doing. I'm from California, man. I know how to drive on ice. Driving down Owen Center, it dead ends. Out there near Rochelle, there's a big old guardrail. Another highway's coming through. I'm going downhill. I couldn't stop that car. 
you pick and speed up. I'm thinking, oh no, oh no, I'm in love. I'm all shook up, but I'm in love. I went flying into that guardrail, probably 40 miles an hour, dented the, over here, the chrome on the car, knocked myself out, told the front of that car out. That guy came by a little while later, honked the horn, just kept on going. <laughs> They're taking me to jail. I had California license plate, living in residence in Wisconsin and driving an Illinois car. They said, oh, you can post bond, $25. I said, I don't have $25. I'm working over here for Pastor Swanson. He said, let me take you back to his house. I know him. Uh, he said, no, let me call. He came out. Pastor got out through the accident. He said, post $25, Pastor, and I won't have to take me. I said, I don't have $25. And I should have known right there not to be a Baptist preacher. <laughs> He's going to take me to jail. Stopped at, the ch stopped at the church parsonage by the church. My father-in-law, who became my father-in-law, woke up Cindy Swanson. Said, Cindy, you got $25. <laughs> Jack's going to jail if you don't. She goes, well, let me bail him out. She bailed me out of jail that night. I probably could have got a ride back to school, but you can't believe what I'm going to tell you. Pastor said, just sleep here on the couch, Jack. I couldn't believe he let me do that. The next day, we're, we're sort of dating. The president of the college finally gets a hold of me. I said, now, Jack, you just stay there. You were in a bad accident. You just, I said, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> got to date Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Man, I tell you, the bug got me. And when this book, it developed. It developed through junior church and through high school and through college. It just developed. Uh, love it develops in your heart and love if you love this Bible you love it enough it's going to be developed in your heart stay with it freshman sophomore junior senior freshman in high school stay with it you know love is not only developed love is always demonstrated the more investment you put into the Bible the more you'll love it I, I should count I should count I think it's 53 years now I think it's, I said 53, uh, every morning of my life I get up and I spend a good amount of time in this Bible. In those 53 years, sometimes I've fallen asleep. I'm always tired. In those 53 years, many, 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 many nights, I can't sleep and I get up, I go downstairs and I read this book. You know, sometimes I get something from this book that's so amazing, and sometimes I don't get much. But may I tell you something? The more I spend time and demonstrate to God I love this book, he, and I, I pray, oh God, open my eyes that I might see wondrous things out of thy law. May I say this, and I'm out of time. Love number three is dependable. It's dependable. I can learn and trust in the Lord with all thine heart because it's dependable. It's never failed me. It's never, I, I, it, this, I like that song that we won't sing it for the sake of time, 384, this blessed old book that I hold in my hand. I love this blessed old book. I love this book. People, people have been dying for, for this book. Martyrs for years. They've been, they deny that book. I cannot deny this book. Polycarp. The pastor, 
86 years of age. He was pastor Smyrna, friends with John the apostle, and they're gonna burn him at the stake. They said, deny the book. He said, these 80 and six years, he has never denied me. I will never deny him. Light the flame. I say that love is developed and love is demonstrated. Love is dependable and love is de determined. What do you mean by that? I fell in love with her and went on a mission to get her. I fell in, I, she, she, I, she has saved, she said, every letter I wrote her all years of our marriage and courtship. I, I just went on a mission. I, I wanted to be with her. I was determined that by the grace of God, God, if you'd give me a girl like that, I'll take care of her, I'll be loyal to her, I'll be dedicated, I don't deserve a girl like that. I'm determined by the grace of God, and get determined, I'm gonna learn the Bible. Not big words in here. You can understand. You can, you got a, a third grade level reading skill, you can understand the Bible. There's a note there in the bulletin about Helen Keller, blind and deaf. Can you picture that? Blind, can't see a thing, and deaf, can't hear a thing. But Ann Sullivan dedicated her life. She was the graduate, she was a graduate of Harvard, blind and could not hear. She was the only woman to lie in state at the Capitol in Washington, D.C. She's an amazing lady. She wrote us over 8,000 uh, she, she wrote so many, so many uh, songs and things. But Helen Keller, Helen Keller was given 40 volumes in Braille of the Bible. And she said, this is the, by, by writing it, this is the most precious gift I've ever received in my life. The Bible. I'd have more to say about it, but I, I have to close with saying Love is durable. Sometimes on the journey of life, this book seems dead to me. It's never the book's fault, it's mine. Sometimes in marriage, it's hard. Because this is one tell you something about marriage. Women do not think like men. Women are different. If you were a brave man, you'd say amen, but you're on the cheerleading squad tomorrow night, I'm sure. <laughs> I was looking for you. There you are. Women are different. My, my wife, she likes to walk every night. So I was riding my bike on Monday night, and she was walking. Women talk, and you're supposed to stay up with their conversation, and they jump from they jump from issue to issue and thing to thing. Man, come on, give me an amen on that. They just, they just jump, and I'll say, wait, 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 wait. I don't understand what you, where are you at? What are you talking about? I, I, I said, wait, you're talking about, you're talking about this today in her office. She has a picture of the American flag or something. She goes, and I didn't know it was behind me. She goes, I need to hang it on the wall. Me, what are you talking about? She got the picture. What picture? Behind you. Well, I'm thinking she's been working on one of the guest rooms and, uh, here, and I'm thinking, she said, this thing needs to be cleaned up and decorated. I'm thinking that. She goes, no, the wall in the lobby. What wall do you think I'm talking about? I don't know. 
But that was an easy one. A lot of times she's jumping from Africa to Maine to New York City to uh, the stock market. I don't know what she's doing. She's all over the place. So I'm riding my bicycle. She's walking. And I said, okay, I'm going to pay her back Monday night some of her medicine. I just started making up stories and talking. I said, yeah, the weather, 73 degrees and Boy, it, it's really been fun at Disneyland. And, and I want about seven things like that. I don't know about the Ford, though. If it's got the, I, I know the Toyota's doing it. We don't have one. And I, I, I just, I was all over the map. She goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> she said, honey, are you, are you losing it? <laughs> I said, exactly. That's how I feel about you. <laughs> Women. Fellas, don't fall in love. Don't fall. Get married till you fall in love. Stay away from them. But I can tell you something. We've we've had some moments that we're not on the same page, and that's normally my pride. We've had some disagreements, but I'm glad it's lasted, and this will last. This will carry you through life. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone in the Word of God. Let's get up every day next week. I'm going to bring a camp book and show you how my pastor taught us to read the Bible. About eight verses a day, ten verses a day, twelve verses a day. How to get something from it. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.